0: Here's today's God Hills Hurting Marriages with Charlene Steinkamp.
1: Hi, it's Lori, and we're glad that you joined us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. Today concludes the discussion between Charlene and Deanne. And if you missed last week's episode, you will want to go back and listen to that first and hear what God did in Deanne's life as she resolved to stand for marriage restoration.
2: So after that dream, what transpired in your life to bring you two back together again? Did your heart start softening toward your husband after the Lord had you have that dream?
0: Yes. And he was an usher in the church. So I found myself sitting closer and closer to him, a couple seats away. And I think he noticed that I was getting closer God was really putting him back in my heart and giving me a love as a husband, not just a brotherly love. But the confusing thing was he was still with the other woman. So I went to work after I had that dream, and my Christian girlfriend there, I told her about it. I said, but he's with the other woman still. She said, that doesn't matter. Let's pray. So we prayed together that God would remove that other woman from his life And make a way for us to start reconnecting and that's exactly what God did very shortly after him and the other woman had a falling out and the Lord prompted me about six months from the dream to call my husband and share with him what was going on in my heart and I argued and resisted all day long until I got home that night and I had no peace I had to obey
2: What were you afraid of? What were you thinking he might say to you?
0: I was afraid of being vulnerable. I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid that he would get angry with me because of past hurts and pains. So when I called him and shared with him what was going on in my heart and the dreams, and I said, I'm not quite sure what to do with this, and he was silent. And then he said, do you know what hell you put me through? And I said, well, we both had a lot of issues and I'm not quite sure what to do, but let's just pray about it. He said, okay, we'll just pray about it. And we left it at that within about a month, we started going around each other more with other people, other couples in our family um, that was October. It wasn't until February the next year, which was a right around Valentine's day that he asked me on a date and we went to lunch and it was very awkward. He said, I don't really know you anymore. It was awkward because we really did not know each other. We had been divorced at that point for 15 years. And as I said, the first three years, I was having an affair the next 12 years it was just me and the lord as my husband because i was rebellious i didn't want to be back with my husband i'm sure the lord would have worked much quicker if i was surrendered and yielded and trusting him so as we sat and had lunch kind of fumbling through conversation he was very respectful it was like we were on a first date it was quite nice (laughs) And from there, we started seeing each other more and more.
2: And that is how it starts the process of marriage restoration. As God just does, does it, and He starts the feelings and starts the sparks in the romantic part of our life that we've closed down because of all the different issues that we've had, and we've been um, disobedient. Uh, many of us have been disobedient to what the Lord is wanting us to do and rebelling and holding on to our will and way instead of his will and way. Did this give you hope for marriage restoration?
0: Absolutely. And in my mind, because God was doing this, I thought it was going to be a quick work. Little did I know that he needed to rebuild our foundation, our friendship, And because God doesn't want us to go back to where we were and fail again, he wants us to have better than we could ever imagine. He had quite a work to continue in me. Uh, I think at that point I was a little self-righteous because I had been serving and teaching and was a leader in the church and thought I was in a really good place. And the Lord started showing me my issues that I still had. And of course I was picking already at my husband's issues and he made it very clear, I don't want to get married again. Been there, done that. There's no reason to. And you're not going to change me. I like my life. I enjoy my life. So where do you want this to go? What, what do you want? And I said, well, I want to get remarried. And he said, it's not going to happen. How did that
2: make you feel? Well,
0: that was very disheartening to say the least. And I was confused. And we know the confusion is of the enemy, not of God. So I really had to seek the Lord again. And God, what do you want me to do? I don't understand. I said, I don't want to be with him if it's going to be like this. And he again spoke to my spirit. Deanne, this is not about you. I need your husband saved for you, for your kids, for your future grandchildren, your future lineage. So I need you to trust me pick up your cross, lay your life down as a living sacrifice, and be Jesus to him. Just be Jesus to him. Be fun-loving, light-hearted. Just be that gentle, tender, loving, kind woman that he desires you to be. And I just said, God help me, because I don't know how to be that woman. I was always more serious. Um, I always been a manager and a leader, so I have a little more I guess powerful personality and my husband did not like that at all. He didn't like feeling like I was trying to be the head and be in control and try to change him and try to... You know how us women do.
2: I can remember so clearly one night when I came in from um, working at a 12 doctor office and I was the administrator. And I was talking to Bob and I would just come in and, and, you know, we're starting our evening together. And he said, do you mind taking off the administration hat and put on the wife hat? So clearly I just remembered that because I had that same problem of switching and not being, knowing that I could handle anything at the office, but at home I was not being sensitive to what his needs were or the children, that it was all under that in charge attitude. And I was not humbling and being the sweet wife and and dealing with the kids without that in charge. And women, we need to let go and let God and let our husbands be the spiritual leaders and let us be the wise and submissive and be the helpmate that the Lord created us to be, and that is so hard. There are so many men that we speak to that say the wife was in charge of everything, and she just rolled over me. And when she wanted to leave, she left, and he didn't know how to fight for their marriage. Were you willing to? Wait for God's timetable and surrender to Him, or what was happening with you surrendering to the Lord and what was going on with your husband?
0: I learned when God rescued me from the suicide thoughts and so graciously washed me and gave me joy and just healed me that I would never say no to God again. My heart from that point was, Lord, I just want to honor You, I want to please You, I want to obey You. I always will say yes to you so my response was yes Lord I will do it I will trust you and I know that you will get me through this so for the next four years I was struggling to be that woman that God called me to be and try not to be critical of my husband's bad habits because I was concerned for his health and Two, he lives two hours north. So we were weekend, weekend only relationship. Through that, his mother had Alzheimer's. The economy was giving you know us troubles with for his business. And we were going through a lot of life situations. Well, thank God he led me to this ministry, Rejoice, in 2012. And when I started listening to Zip Your Lips and forgive them and all of those wonderful teachings and attending the local monthly Bible study. That was truly an answer to prayer because I did not know how to advance past where I was because the church doesn't have the answers specifically for marriage restoration. There was no type of group in my church. It was just me and the Lord. So when I started connecting to rejoicing, getting the specifics, getting the wisdom, getting the knowledge, and really, Lord, change me first when I thought I was okay, but I really needed to be changed more. And I stopped focusing on my husband's issues, and I started focusing on my issues because I'm only accountable to God for me. I can't change my husband. I, I can't force him, push him and that's what puts the walls between you. When you're trying to overstep that boundary that we're not God, we're not Holy spirit, the teacher, we're not Satan to condemn. We're not God to judge. And I had to learn my place that I needed to, God told me instead of saying it to him, pray it to me. Mm. So whatever would upset me, bother me, hurt me. Instead of reacting to him, I would excuse myself, walk away, get quiet, whatever I had to do. And I would just immediately cast that on the Lord and give it to him so that God could be in control of whatever he wanted to do in my husband's life.
2: That is when Bob writes about me going to the bathroom a lot of times. I I would go to the bathroom and pray. Okay, Lord, what do I do now with this? Look at what's happening. Defend me. Be my advocate. And that is so true, exactly what you said is that you need to pray to the lord and he will touch and change our spouses oh my that's just uh amazing when you see it happen and bob would come in two to three days later after our disagreement and he goes i heard on the radio and it answered all the questions that we had so i want to say i'm sorry to you and let me tell you what he says we both can learn And that was just like manna from the Lord just answering my prayers that I had in the bathroom.
0: So at this point, our children were grown. They were adults. We had a grandchild from my daughter. And both of our families were in awe of what was happening because they knew it was a miracle from God that we were working on our relationship again. And it wasn't quick and easy like I thought it was going to be. So sometimes we think well if god was in it it would be easy it would be quick it would be smooth and that's not always true because like i said god was working on me god was working on my husband and our journey was was more difficult i think because of all all of our issues
2: i think you have to realize that all that god has been doing through this period of time the enemy is still trying to steal kill and destroy This marriage that God has told you and he is in awe of all your changes, the enemy wants to destroy that. And delays and and all the extra things are going on, you got to remember there is an enemy that's trying right now to take him away and, and say forget it because God wants marriage restoration.
0: That is so true because during the 10 years that we were dating, And that may sound like a long time, but it was weekends only as we lived two hours apart. And there were probably three to four times during that period that we were separated for a month or two due to disagreement. Usually my mouth saying something to him and he's saying, you're not gonna change me, you're not gonna control me. I know I have faults, I know I have bad habits, just pray for me. And out of my husband's mouth he would say just pray for me stop saying anything to me so we're slow learners are we not (laughs) so i stopped mentioning marriage because it was a sore subject and the lord really told me to stop looking at the calendar stop looking at the clock and just trust him that i was not sinning i was not doing anything wrong. So don't let the devil beat me up. Just God was in control. And we had to, I had to wait on God's time.
2: What was God teaching you through this time of waiting?
0: The Lord really was impressing upon me that my maker is my husband. So as I did for the years that I was without my husband, I needed to continue to look to God as my husband to fulfill me satisfy me meet all of my needs and he really did speak that to my heart whatever you need just ask me look to me because there are certain things as you're growing and reconciling and rebuilding your relationship you're not able to meet your spouse's needs and they're not able to meet your needs because you're still wounded in yourself you're, you're still a work in progress yourself so when we look to the Lord to be our everything, he will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, and he will supply all of our needs, whatever it is in our body, our soul, our spirit, in our emotions, you know, women in our emotions, our mental, whatever we need, he really is our everything. And as I kept looking at the Lord and not looking and expecting more from my husband, that's when I feel God was working the most. So the less I said to my husband, the more I saw God orchestrating and bringing about the desires of my heart as to the kind of woman that my husband needed me to be and the kind of wife that I desire to be. My, my heart's prayer, Charlene, from, from the day he rescued me from suicide is, Lord, change me. And I learned early on that he is my Papa, my Abba, and that I can trust him to lovingly and gently correct me. So I was taught early on, Lord, chastise, rebuke, discipline, and correct me because I'm your daughter and you're my my father and I need it. So I've never let go of that for 23 years now that I've been back in an intimate relationship with the Lord that I say, Lord, change me, shape me, mold me into the woman, the wife, the mother, the grandmother that I'm supposed to be and continue to correct me every day, because I just want to obey God and I want to honor him. I want to do all that I do as unto the Lord, because that obedience to God brings blessing. It brings freedom and it brings peace, peace that we don't have to work. We don't have to labor. We can rest in the Lord and that is something i only learned maybe three years ago is how to rest in the lord because i'm a doer i'm a worker but when i stopped doing and laboring and i took the yoke of christ upon me which was easy and light and just trust in the lord with all my heart and not lean on my own understanding but just acknowledge him in everything in in every way and allow Him to order my steps and direct my path one day at a time. And that is where we truly do have rest and freedom, and that opens the door and gives God permission to take control and do what only God can do to bring the change necessary.
2: In both of your hearts and lives, but definitely you're standing and praying, and you are the one that has to learn to surrender to the lord so he can work on your husband and that is so awesome amen and when you've been talking for the last several minutes the scripture john 15 came to my mind of the vine and the branches and i would like to read that to you because what you have done is so obedient to the lord and having us just seek his face and have that personal intimate relationship with him which does not include our children it does not include our husbands at that personal quiet time and uh, and that makes you strong when you walk out of that to go be what all you need to be for your children spiritually and your husband Uh, John 15 I'm going to read and it says the vine and the branches I am the true vine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. And I think you have really talked for the last several minutes about being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ was priority to anything else. And then the rest was the fruits. So you have been totally dependent on the Lord and your encounter and relationship, that personal relationship. And it did not depend on anybody else. It was your special quiet time. you resting in the Lord?
0: Yes, Charlene, I realized that my walk with the Lord, whether I was with my husband or not with my husband, that was intimate between me and God. Amen. And no one has to have the relationship that I have with God. And I think as, as a stander, a lot of times we try to preach and teach and encourage our spouses to pray with us and do devotions and read the Bible together. And those are all great things. But we need to let the Holy Spirit lead our spouses to do that. And we need to just continue with our relationship with the Lord. Actually, about three years ago, um, the Lord put in my heart, DM, what if your husband died tomorrow? What would you do? And I said, well, Lord, I love you. I would keep serving you and I would keep being who you called me to be and do whatever ministry you call me to. And I want to finish my race. I want to fulfill my purpose and my destiny. So really, that's what we have to keep in mind. Amen. Each one of us have our own purpose and destiny and our own relationship with the Lord. And it doesn't mean our spouse has to have the same. They have their own in their way and we have our own in our way. Because when we try to make clones, there is a clashing and there's a rebelling.
2: And he has his own special gifts And you have yours. Yes. And they may be totally black and white. So when you go to church together, he goes his way. You go your way in serving the Lord. But it's all under the covenant of your marriage. And that's so well said that we don't have to be doing the same thing with the Lord, uh, serving him in church or whatever ministry.
0: Amen. I'd like to read a scripture, but before I do, the Lord reminded me, That we all have our faults and our flaws. We all fall short. And it's so important for us to give grace and show mercy. What we need, we have to give out. We need mercy, we give mercy. We need grace, we give grace. We need forgiveness, we give forgiveness. We need love, we give love. So whatever we want to receive, we must first give out. In Galatians 6, 1 and 2, the Lord says that those who are spiritual help restore those who have transgressed, whatever that encompasses because it could have been you. And when the Lord showed me that a few years ago, I was like, wow. You know, what I look at my husband and say, well, he's doing this and that, it could have been me. Mm-hmm. And he can look at me and say, wow, what her faults are, it could have been me. So we, we have no right to point the finger and judge one another. It really is about pleasing and honoring the Lord. The scripture I like to read is Philippians three and starting in verse eight. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss, for the excellence of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that i may gain christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in christ the righteousness which is from god by faith that i may know him and that's always been my heart's Amen. desire to know him and and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed to his death if by any means i may attain to the resurrection from the dead not that i have already attained or am already perfected but i press on that i may lay hold of that for which christ jesus has also laid a hold of me brethren i do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind. And Charlene, we know that is so critical. Positively. When my husband and I started seeing each other again, we would each bring up things of the past and we found very quickly it was destructive. So obeying the word, we had to forget those things which were behind. Amen. And we had to only do what the word says, which is reaching forward to those things which are ahead i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in
2: christ jesus such a powerful key for marriage restoration forget the past don't go fishing in the past in the garbage because he is doing a new thing do you not perceive it And we don't want to talk about the past. We want to go forward for what God is doing in us now and in the future. Such a truth.
0: Yes, indeed.
2: So what has God been doing recently in your relationship?
0: Well, Charlene, last year was a tough year. We had a lot of struggles, and it seemed that we were taking a few steps back at times. And I would just keep saying no devil you're not having this marriage you're not you're not going to interfere with what god is doing i continue to believe that god had a wonderful plan for my husband and i to be married and to finish the testimony Amen. and just trying to really keep my eyes on the lord and love unconditionally and be all that god's called me to be my daughter was coming in town for for christmas and my son we were all going to be together on christmas and um got up and made breakfast as usual and my husband went upstairs and my daughter's like uh, my grandson wasn't able to come so she said landon has a message for you so she played a video of my grandson and it said mimi please say yes and i looked at my daughter and i said what is he saying He wants me to come visit and snuggle with him. He wants me to say, yes, I'll snuggle. And all of a sudden I look to my left and my husband is standing there with a ring in the box. (laughs) How exciting. And before any words could be spoken, we were all crying. My husband and I, my daughter, my son, we were all crying. And my kids knew about it like about two months before my son was with my husband when they went to purchase the ring and my he called my daughter who lives out of state and was getting her advice so my kids knew what was going to happen but i had no clue it was just a normal christmas morning so that was my miracle my suddenly that was totally unexpected because of the rough year that we had i never imagined that my husband was going to propose on christmas morning so when things seem like they're getting worse we must walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Don't look at what they're doing. Don't look at what's going on and what's being said. Don't take, take those things personal because really God is working above that, that we can't see. And his timing is amazing. <laughs> amen. So he asked and I said, yes. So we are engaged to be married and don't have an exact date yet, but we're hoping maybe by August this year.
2: Amazing. Just God is so faithful and he loves to surprise us with his timing and not ours and he truly shocked you and that is the most awesome thing. I think that It is so amazing when you read the testimonies on Thursday or Saturday that we get to read how that God ordains the suddenlies when they really are not expecting them, and then there it is suddenly. And God gives that blessing. It's just like a hug from him saying, Yes this is my time you've done it we've got both of you here and i'm reuniting you into one flesh and that is just amazing i just love it
0: charlene i can truly say i have no regrets in this 10-year process that we've come through because it was definitely worth the ups the downs the struggles the doubts and getting back on track every time because our testimony is going to be complete and it glorifies the lord amen it's going to be a blessing to our children our grandchild and our future grandchildren all of our future generations are going to know about our story
2: and your legacy is that you have lived your whole family has lived divorced, in so many different family members but you have run the race for marriage restoration and what um, you you fought the fight and you finished the race and not give up and that is what we want to say to the stand to the men and women that they don't give up due to any circumstances just keep going forward and don't look back. Keep listening to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord questions. He is faithful to show us his answers if we will seek him and pray to him. He does speak to his children so often, and we may not even be listening or have our eyes open to see a sign on the the road or a license plate, or any many different ways. There's so many glorious ways. He speaks to our standards in so many different ways. We are just thrilled to have you be able to share your story, your testimony of where you've been and all that you have gone through from a child to now and see what God is doing. And now Deanne um, has been working with us For a couple of years, and has taken her gifting of praying and believing and knowing that regardless of circumstances, she's able to share with our men and women that regardless of what you're facing right now, God is able to go to the end and get marriage restoration in His timing. You have a beautiful testimony, and I would love to have you pray for all the men and women that are in the different stages of what you've been going through and pray for them and may the Lord give them the grace and the mercy and the love that you've received from the Lord in uh, Growing as you have with him. It's been a special timing and I can only tell you all that even now as Bob has passed away, it is more awesome to have the lord as your husband in the different seasons of life i encourage you if you do not know the lord as your husband your timing now may you seek him and and fight for it you know spend the time with him to get there it's worth it
0: charlene i would love to pray father god we just thank you that you are a god of miracles you're a god of the impossible And that absolutely nothing is ever too far gone or too hard for you lord i thank you for all that you've done for my marriage and my life lord we have the testimony of charlene and bob and so many others around the world that you are always working you are always moving father you hear every precious prayer that every man and woman who is believing for you to intervene and bring their prodigals home and restore their marriages. Father, you hear every cry of their hearts. You catch every tear that we shed. Father, I pray that you would give each one encouragement and faith. Lord, bring a refreshing and a renewing of their faith, of their of their hope. Father of believing that you are faithful that no matter the time the day father is it's always going to be your time and your way as your thoughts and your ways are so high above ours Lord as I planned my wedding to be married in six months and little did I know that it would be a 10-year journey father God that has been so precious and so valuable Lord as I am a new woman and my husband is a new man and we are to be joined once again so father I thank you that you are our husband as your word says our maker is our husband that you are all that we need you gave your best and as we look unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith i pray over every precious one Lord that we have the mind of Christ and that Jesus is the author and finisher of that faith And that, Lord, we keep our eyes and our minds and our hearts fixed on you. Father, that we will not be distracted or discouraged by what our spouses may say or do. Father, looking at their lives and their choices. Lord, I pray that we would just continue to pray and believe, Father, that you have a plan. And your plans, they are good. You said, I know the plans that I have for you they are for good and not evil for a hope and a future and Lord we bless you we bless you for all that you're doing that you're doing in our lives for all that is to come father I thank you that we will show mercy and grace and unconditional love to our spouses and our families father that we will forgive at all times that we will keep peace at all times, Lord, because we are to do all that we do as unto you. And that was my saving grace through this whole journey, is that my heart desired to honor you and obey you and give you glory at all times. It was not about me, and you made that very clear, Deanne, it's not about you. Lord, you will protect us and provide and meet our needs. But it is not about us alone. It is about your heart's desire. It is about your plan to restore our marriages and our families. It is about the great big picture, Father, that you have for our families. So, Lord, I pray your amazing grace, your great grace to be given to every precious man and woman every single day, Lord God that we would be filled up with your joy, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And Father, that we would continue to march forward and seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And Lord, all those other things will be added unto us, that we will not look to man, we will look to you, because you are all that we need. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory, for you are worthy in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: I hope today's podcast encouraged you to stand for restoration and to continue to fight for what the enemy has tried to steal from your family. Just as Deanne said, when God impressed on her that instead of speaking to her husband, she needed to pray to God, I hope that you will do that as well. Continue to go to the source that can provide every need that you have. If you want to hear more from Deanne, visit www.rejoiceministries.org. Under the media section, you can find the December 2017 Rejoice Pompano Bible Study and watch the video from Deanne sharing her testimony.
0: If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world. Often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.